Missionary Enterprises, Missionary Aid International, and today we are in association with New Life Institute out of Karachi, Pakistan, Asia. And uh, we did, I did this teaching through uh, or via StreamYard, which is a type of Zoom, and uh, overall it turned out it turned out really well. And did the teaching, he recorded it, he's going to make a video out of it. So uh, anyhow, it went well, and uh, so the topic was when God listens to our prayers. So um, I started putting some notes together, and uh, really just some verses, and then just shared out of that, and this is what came out of it. So let's look at this. Let's start with this here. I wrote here, most Christians, especially leaders in the church, they consider themselves to be men and women of prayer, you know? But are they according to God? In many ways, I can only speak for myself. That's true. Then that's like in everything else. And I can say with great confidence that I am a man of prayer and have been for many years because prayer becomes or comes before anything else I do. It just does. And anybody who knows me. And uh, praying in French and English. Uh, my native dialect is French and, of course, English, obviously. And But especially praying in those tongues, praying in the Spirit, uh, regarding the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I wrote here, I believe that prayer is one of the most misunderstood topics in the Bible. And I said that at our, our group uh, years ago uh, when I used to meet with these two brothers. Uh, the Lord had connected us together. And that's what I had said. And it's true. And uh, so I wrote here, since we are post-cross, that's after the cross and not pre-cross, we need to find out what the New Testament, especially what the New Testament has to say about prayer. And when it comes to this keyword prayer, in order to have a strong, effective prayer life, we need to and must understand it within the context of, uh, according to certain elements. And I wrote here, I just, one, two, three, First of all, is the, in, in the context of asking or ask, which carries the idea of demanding, if you look it up in the Greek. And then we've got the word faith. I mean, faith, praying in faith or believing and according to God's will. Number three, God's will. We're going to look at all that. We're going to unpack that a little bit. So even regarding this word ask, all right, it does carry the idea of demanding as in making a demand from God as your father, as a son, for something that already belongs to you based upon what? Based upon something that has already taken place at the cross positionally, all right? Regarding positional truth or a place called done. Regarding something he has already given you positionally, all right? And this really set me free from a lot of things years ago. I won't get into it now. So even this original word for the word ask is Strong's number 154. It's uh, transliter transliteration is ATO and definition basically to ask, make a request, petition, and yes, demanding, demanding, all right? So this word ask has to be taught in context with relationship, like everything else, as well as growing up discipleship regarding what it takes, uh, what takes place between a father and one of his sons or daughters. Uh, according to the will of the Father and His will for His children and His sons. Okay, because God has children, but He also has sons, believe it or not. As it would be in the natural between the parents and their children. If we are to develop a proper prayer life or life of prayer, we need to base it upon the Word of God 
and not what man says about prayer, even though there are times where, you know, man is right about what they say about prayer. I learned a lot about prayer from two men out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, Gary Carpenter and Dave Roberson, but I already had a strong prayer life before that. I did. So, but anyhow, you can always learn more. There's always more to learn and there's always room for improvement. I always say that. So I wrote here, I want as well, I want as well as God wants all of my prayers or God wants all of our prayers to be not only heard, but answered. So what's the point in praying if God is not going to answer them in a positive manner? You know, I don't want to pray and God said, said no, I won't, I won't answer that. No, when I pray, I want to make sure that God is going to answer it. He's going to come through for me. So it's up to me to make sure I pray right. So let's look at some key verses on prayer here. Let's start with Mark 11, 24, 25. 24, for this reason I'm telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that it is granted to you and you will have it. Really? Yes, really. 25, uh, the latter part of it, or the, the beginning of it, and whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against, so forth. So let's look at the key words here. We have the word ask. We've got the word believe, uh, prayer, praying, and we have got the word believe, which is, which is basically faith. And the note I wrote here, I could spend so much time just unpacking verse 24 in context with verse 22 and 23, as well as verse 14 and verse 20, which I've taught quite a bit on uh, in other videos, as well as 21. And this is something I just saw this morning, uh, because Peter... In verse 21, Peter basically t said to Jesus, Look, Jesus, what you said the other day came to pass. In other words, Jesus got exactly what he said, and that's exactly what Peter was saying to Jesus. Jesus, you got exactly what you said. That's right. And then Jesus and then Jesus goes into have the God kind of faith, and he tells him that what, hey, what you saw me doing, you could do it also. So I recently did a live stream on the topic of prayer, saying that I had thoroughly studied from the Greek what the Word had to say about prayer or praying so that I could have the mind of God regarding this topic called prayer. All right, so let's go on to the next page here. Romans 12, 12. Let's look at Romans 12, 12, another key verse for prayer. Rejoice and exalt in hope, be steadfast and patient in suffering, not in sickness, and tribulation, be constant habitually in prayer. So we got the word constant. To be constant in prayer, you will need to learn to pray outside of the boundaries of your prayer closet, all right? As well as your home, as in praying while at work, while driving, doing groceries, uh shopping whatever i love prayer walking because especially with the gift of tongues i just love it i mean if i had the time and i hope i can get back there i just i used to do this just go out for four five six hours and just pray in tongues just walking around the city downtown whatever even at two three o'clock in the morning yes it's it's a blast i love it philippians 4 6 uh, the next verse for regarding prayer do not fret or have any anxiety about anything but in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition. All right. So let your locks, let your wants known to God. So note, we already looked at prayer and asking. Now we have the prayer and petition. All right, which has to be taught once again in the context of fellowship, relationship, discipleship, 
sonship, all right? As in growing up into your sonship. God, our Father, knows what is best for us, all right? Believe it or not, He certainly does uh, and knows exactly what we need for this life upon the earth as well as what as to fulfill our calling within the body of Christ. And that's also found in Matthew 6, uh, 32 to 33. Well, the whole 24 to uh, 34, but especially verse 32 to 33. So we have two different kind of Greek words for the word. We got one for children, translated in English, and then we've got another Greek word for the word sons, all right? Sons of God, children of God, sons of God. And the verse that really helped me understand this whole topic of sonship, among many others, was Romans 8, 14. Yet some translations have the word children, yet it should have been translated as sons of God, which is the same Greek word used for Jesus as the Son of God. It carries the idea of maturity. To be habitually led by the Spirit, which is really, that's the Greek in Romans 8, 14, uh, is key to walking in your sonship, which is key to walking in the fullness of what God has called you to walk in, as well as having those expensive things. Yeah, things, but even expensive things, all right? Those things that usually only millionaires and billionaires can afford. No, 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 it doesn't just belong to them, it belongs to you because of the wealth transfer that you need to get the work done so that you steward properly what God gives you. It's no different in the natural with parents and their children growing up. You know, I'll tell you, parents, good parents, not all parents, but good parents, they want to give things to their kids. They just do. Once the kids start growing up, they start having maturity inside of them, they want to give them things because that's how they grow up too and having things, stewarding things, taking care of things, you know, that's how, that's a big part of growing up upon this planet, all right? So let's look at Colossians 1, 9, 10. Very familiar with this one. For this reason, we also, from the day we heard of it, have not ceased to pray and make special requests for you. That's basically intercession. Asking that you may be filled or controlled with the deep knowledge of His will, God's will, that, why? Why, Paul? Why did he say that? Well, the answer is verse 10 that you may walk, live, and conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing the Lord, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God or in knowing God. All right? So note, this prayer was given to me by the Lord not too long after I got saved, and eventually things began to change, not outside of me, but on the inside of me. That's where all change has to begin regarding my desires, which affected what I was doing, eventually what I was doing outside of me. And all of this also lines up with John 5. We've seen that many times, John 5. I only do what I see my father doing. Um, and also in 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20, I've been bought with a price. But I want to go back to quickly but what I said regarding things began to change on the inside of me, first of all, because God began to change my desires. He started to put new desires inside of me, and then it affected what I was doing on the outside to the point where I was starting to buy books. I was starting to go into bookstores, use bookstores. I was starting to study Greek. I was starting to study Hebrew. I was getting all these books. Yeah, it was affecting. I had that inside of me, and God started opening up the doors. I walked through those doors, and then I started doing all this stuff on the outside. I started writing and all these different things like that, but it began on the inside of me because of this prayer. If we're going to learn to always pray, always ask, always believe according to His will, 
this will take some time and it does take some time. Some more time you put into it, the quicker the process you'll go through it. And also this touches on praying in the name of Jesus, which has been taught wrong in many ways for many years to pray in the name of Jesus, all right, is to pray as if Jesus was the one praying or asking or believing or doing the praying asking through you since you're part of his body, all right, upon the earth, which can only be done by praying according to the Spirit, not only praying in tongues, but praying as the Holy Spirit leads you to pray, whether you're, whatever your dialect is, who has been sent and given to take the place of Jesus, John 14, uh, 16, and 26, all of this also tied in with being his ambassadors, his representatives, his body upon the earth. 2 Corinthians 5.20 Praying by the Spirit at all times is key since he only prays according to the head, according to the chief shepherd. And that's what it says in the Word. He's come to take the place of Jesus, to represent him. All right, Not to represent himself, but to represent Jesus upon the earth, because Jesus is no longer upon the earth. Let's look at 1 Thessalonians 5.17, another reference concerning prayer. Be unceasing in prayer, praying perseveringly. That's the Amplified. Note, this is very synonymous with Romans 12.12, constant in prayer. Many times I need to be careful because as a teacher of the Word, I can get carried away with my vast knowledge, especially when it comes to the original language. That's all I was telling to the people. Yet at the same time, we do need good sound teachers teaching, causing us to go, I did not know that, or I never heard that before, or now I see, now I understand. I got a lot of that by listening to Gary and Dave. Uh, we are called to preach the word, yes, 2 Timothy 4.2, but what the church really needs is solid teaching regarding discipleship and equipping. Uh, in Ephesians 4.11 and 1 Corinthians 12.28, there's no mention whatsoever regarding preachers. Jesus was called a rabbi, teacher, by his disciples, his followers, yet he did preach the gospel of the kingdom to the crowds, all right? But with his disciples, with his followers, those who were following him closely, he was dealing with them very differently, and there's a reason for that, and we need to be doing the same thing too. Let's go down to James 4, uh, chapter 4, verse 2 and 3. So just the latter part of verse 2. So you fight and war. You do not have because you do not ask. Or you do ask and yet fail to receive. Why? Because you ask with wrong purpose and evil selfish motives. Your intention is when you get what you desire to spend it in sensual pleasure or for yourself in an ungodly or a carnal manner, not for the kingdom purposes. Note, all of our asking, all of our believing, all of our praying must be done in order to accomplish His purposes and not our own purposes. And yes, God understands we need a good home, we need a good vehicle, some clothes, all these different things. He knows all of that. Just read Matthew 6. Uh, everything I have in my home is and for represents my calling. I mean, I have everything. Everything in my home represents my calling. Even when I travel as a missionary, I have no time for sightseeing unless it has something to do with the kingdom. No holidays for this guy. Trust me, I am not interested in holidays. All right? I don't need holidays. When I need a holiday, I go pray in tongues. All right? And I pray in tongues every day. So I guess I need a holiday every day. No, I don't. All right, so let's look at James 5, 
15 to 16. And the prayer that is of faith will save him who is sick, and the Lord will restore him, uh, etc. Uh, the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Note, for the prayer of faith to work, there has to be faith in the prayer. I got that from Gary years ago, or else you lose, meaning uh, your prayer won't accomplish nothing. The words faith and the word believe are basically synonymous in the Greek with the former being a noun as in something you have and the latter one being a verb or action as something you do. You have faith, but you believe, all right? So let's move on here to our basically our last reference here regarding prayer. And this is the confidence, 1 John 5, 14 to 15. This is the confidence we, which we have in him that if, 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 conditional, if we ask anything uh, according to his will, he listens and he hears us. And if, uh, since we positively know that he listens to us, whatever we ask, we also know that we have the request made of him. Huge, huge. But there we go again, praying according to the will of God. So, final observations. I got a few observations here. Praying right as well as living right are both foundational or fundamental so that our prayers could be heard and answered. Living right is a prerequisite to praying right, and praying right is the prerequisite to having your prayers answered every time you pray. All right? And that's what Hagen said. He says, I want my prayers always answered. Well, and he's right about that. That's for sure. He's right about a lot of things, too, for those who don't like him. Number two, did you know that all prayers are heard? Did you know that? That God hears all prayers um, by God. All prayers are heard by God since God sees and hears everything as well as knows everything. But not all prayers are answered. Big difference. Every day God hears prayers. He will never answer. Wow. Growing up into the things of God, growing up into our sonship, growing up in our union with Jesus as the second Adam, as our elder brother, as our Lord, will make our prayers victorious prayers. They will transform our prayer life, all right? Number three, another observation. When God answers our, uh, when God answers our spirit-led prayers, He is the one that determines when and how those prayers are answered. Number four, far too many times we have, we have Christians who end up getting mad at God, been there, done that years ago, for not answering their prayers or some of them, and God understands all of that, but getting mad at God like children do towards their parents at times will get you nowhere with God, all right? Which is why we need to grow up like all children do in the natural. God is never a problem, and this can take some time to get the revelation. I had to work all through all that years ago, and it was kind of very frustrating to all of the point I felt like giving up at times, but you know what? I just, what am I gonna go back to? Go back to the world? You gotta be kidding. I had no desire for that whatsoever. Anyhow, and he's always there to help us, you know? As long as we're doing our part, he's there to help us in doing his part. Number five here, also there is a time to pray, but there's also a time not to pray. But just believe, especially when it comes to his promises, as well as positional truth regarding something he's already done for given us at the cross. Same thing when it comes to healing. Jesus never told his disciples to go and pray for the sick. No. 
He said, go and pray, go and heal the sick, as he did. He never went and prayed for the sick. He healed the sick. Even when he laid hands on them, he didn't pray for them. He healed them, all right? And number six here, whether it's prayer or faith or anything else, you will need to get into the book for yourself, the Bible, of course, until the book gets in the inside of you. Uh, the Word says to meditate the Word day and night regarding the law of sowing and reaping. So we have a lot of people who say, I got no time for that. Well, you know what? There's consequences to that because you know what? You're supposed to give most of your time over to the Word as a Christian as you give yourself over to the world before you became a Christian. You gave yourself over to a lot of things, not necessarily bad things, but you just gave yourself over to different things. And once you become a Christian, it should be automatically overall that the Word becomes your all in all, right? So number seven here, and then we're going to be done. There's no such thing as formulas when it comes to prayer. There just isn't. And one of the things I had to learn was to be patient with myself when it come, came to learning to pray, right? Because of how the soul and the mind works. When it comes to God, everything is founded upon the Word according to His mind, based upon a relationship and fellowship. And this is one of the things that I said right here regarding learning to pray right, being patient with myself. You know, some of us, are a little bit too, we're a little bit too impatient. You know, we want it now. And, you know, God understands that. Sometimes you do need something like now. Like, I mean, whether it's a healing or something, you know, money or something for your home, for your family, for yourself. You need it. It's something you need. It's not necessarily something you want, but it's something you need. And a lot of times God can't do nothing about it because he's a God faith. He's a faith God. He works by faith. So anyhow, a little short and sweet, but I covered a lot of good things. And um, so, and the brother who, who uh, put all this together, he had been asking me to do uh, a teaching for him and his, uh, his media platform there. Um, basically, it's being aired not only in Pakistan, I guess it's being aired in other places. I don't know exactly exactly how it works, but he had been asking me about this for at least, I think, he said three months the other day, but I think it's been longer than three months. So anyhow, I said yes, and I was very tired because I'm on a fast, and I didn't have a good sleep the night before, and anyhow, got it into it, and uh, basically the sleep, dis the, the tiredness disappeared, and uh, overall it went well. So anyhow, as I always uh, bring conclusion to my videos, my teachings, I always encourage people to learn to walk in the fullness, to learn to walk, uh, what it takes to walk in the fullness of your sonship by learning to walk, uh, learning to, uh, to what it takes to walk in the fullness of the grace of God and of the faith of God, because it is the faith of God or faith that gives access to His grace. Shalom and amen.